Disclaimer, if you hear a young voice in the background, please disregard. He is playing Smash Brothers, and there isn't really too much I can do to calm him down. The gameplay is heavy, it gets hectic. He has to let out his aggression some way. Now let's start the show. There has been a shockwave over the internet. A shockwave felt in the 4C Mafia, the 3C Coarsehair community, the black feminist movement, you name it. Everyone has felt the shockwave today that one popular writer by the name of Lovey Ajay, if I'm pronouncing that right, she is of Nigerian birth, apparently according to her Wikipedia page. She came here when she was nine years old. So I don't really think that she has experienced the black American experience that a lot of first and second generation Africans don't really have a grasp of. They don't have it. They do have this uh, African exceptionalism that they do like to push and it, it's problematic. But with that being said, I'm going to read, um, not the whole thing because it's pretty um, lengthy. What she woke up on her mind, it says yesterday, she woke this up, she woke up, she had this on her heart, she wanted to say it, and this is didn't bode well for her. She literally got uh, her wig snatched, um, her scalp peeled back, and it got rough, and it was entertaining nevertheless, and her shots were fired specifically at Kinfolk Collective, who is a... Uh, a black blogger who carved out a black space for you know black people to unload and unleash and Dr. Stacy Patton who is a, a professor at Morgan State University and she just put a book out called Spare for Kids she kind of focuses on uh, child whoopings and why, what whoopings do to kids Usually, I mean, she does have social commentary. It's pretty heavy. But nothing, she really doesn't veer out her lane too much when it comes to the history of whipping and why black people may need to stop whipping their kids and the connection and the breakdown and whoop the whoop the whoop. So, without further ado. Then, uh, I want to point out you have Life of an Asian Guy who blocked me because I forgot what I said, but I told him to shut the fuck up. Um, son of Baldwin, who is also a part of the um, Conscious Clam Bake, he uh, blocked me because I called someone a crack baby and he said I was perpetuating a stereotype from Ronald Reagan that people are crack babies and then someone po posted a post about some kid who used to be a crack baby but she ain't no more. I don't give a fuck what none of y'all say. A lot of these motherfuckers running around these streets is stone cold crack babies. Um, and I was also blocked by Sean King, a.k.a. Talcum X, I believe they call him. He is a peddler of oppression at the highest standards. And I kind of think he's a white guy on the more Rachel Dolezal tip. But we're not going to do that because he really feels that he's just a pale 
light-skinned man. Anyway, he blocked me because he posted this video with some jailbirds rapping and he was like oh look at the brothers and then everyone you know came in after him and were like yeah the brothers you don't know if them motherfuckers are stone cold killers if they rape babies if they put a gun in some woman's mouth a man's mouth stuck their fingers in people's face like you don't know what the fuck these men were doing and you're not supposed to have a video a, 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 a phone in prison anyway so he's posting this and everybody's like oh look at the brothers and I asked him well what the fuck are you doing you're either gonna uh, fight oppression are you gonna pedal smut and he went ahead and promptly shut me down so with that being said when things like this happen to those people I love it Sean King has been um, if it's a problem he will if you have a problem he will take your problem and somehow break the news to where it's 10 to 15 times worse than what it actually is. But listen, this isn't about Sean King. It's about Lovely Ajay. She is the author of I'm Judging You, which I bought and I have yet to read because I read the first two pages and I'm going to say I'm not sure who the book was written for. But, you know, it, it's not a book that I got off in like, yes, I was more like, oh. So I might have to revisit that book. She got my coin. And the only reason why I bought the book is because you motherfuckers out there was pumping it up. Like, this is the best thing since sliced bread. The same way you did for Get Out, which I'm still going to get to. And I'm going to tell you motherfuckers about yourselves now. This is what she wrote. Some of us are fighting for freedom, while others don't want freedom. Because if we have it, then they will no longer have anything to make them the center of attention. Those people are the ones who wear oppression like coats. They refuse to take off. And the very act of being marginalized is what defines them. It is what gives them purpose. Mind you, I'm going to read it and then I'm going to um, pause because I find that to be ironic considering she's judging you on microaggressions and the way white Caucasian people treat people of color. So that's interesting. Next paragraph. There are some digital activists who she's talking about, folks, is Stacey Patton and Kinfo Collective specifically, who tend to profit on the pain of black and brown people. Okay, that's interesting because her social commentary is specifically about the pain of black and brown people. And they use this as a business model. That's what her book... As in, everything is a battle, almost strategically. If they aren't in the middle of, I just got oppressed chaos, then they aren't in their element. When everything is a battle, what war are you trying to win? When you sit in a 24-hour cycle of outrage, it is easy to become the person who cried injustice wolf. Mm. And here's the thing. We tend to call out white folks who are out of line when it comes to activism and call out culture. But what about our skin folks who do the most with the least? Folks who are trading who, folks who are trading on white liberal guilt in the oppression Olympics and surrounding themselves with peanut galleries of people who assign them genius sharp genius ship, excuse me purely because they are loud and black identifying and then they send these people to fight their battles 
One of these people even has fake ID numbers for her group and sends them on e-missions or had. She blocked me when I once asked her on her wall if she could stop tagging me to every post she writes since she says she doesn't like when people force trauma, quote unquote, down her throat, even though everything she wrote was traumatic and she tagged 50 people to it. I'm talking about the ones who literally ask for reparations via PayPal. Pause. Now, if you follow Kinfo Collective, she does ask for compensation for her work. The issue I'm having with this statement is because Lovely has a book to sell. So in order for you to get her book, you have to give her your coin. She did not hand the book out for free. She did not put an e-book online. I don't think you can listen to it at an audiobook for free. You have to pay. I paid $16 for her book. That is sitting on my shelf and I did not open it yet. That would be a form of reparation, right? Who the fuck is going to give free... Who is going to give their work away for free? I bought a How to Start Your Podcast um, a pamphlet off the internet for $13. And here I am starting my podcast right here in my fucking room. And when I bought the pamphlet... Anyway... We'll talk about that another time. When a white person talk, when a white person asks them a question, that shit is weird as fuck. The folks who give zero gra grace to folks who are actually trying to understand this fucked up web of oppression they benefit from, not to be confused with the white with the I'm sorry, not to be confused with the white folks who just want to cry whiny tears of victimhood. Oh my goodness, hold on for a second. Sorry about that. I had to take a conference call. Alright. Where was I? Okay. The one two. Ooh, I almost knocked over my goddamn wine cooler. Wait a minute. Mm. Mm. Oh, goodness. I hope y'all sticking with what I'm saying here. The ones who are quick to yell, I've been harmed. When they publicly harm people, they know in real life every week. You got my phone number, B. You don't have to start a hashtag against me. The people who tell allies who actually want to help dismantle the system that they need to shut up purely because they're white and their voices are automatically trashed. And they do shut up and clam up and stay home because they've been told the fight is not theirs. Skirt, the fight isn't theirs. You know where I'm going to tell y'all something about this ally shit. Because I've talked to a lot of allies. And they ask, what, what can I do? What do you want me to do? You know what I want you to do? I want you to do. I want you to write to your local congressman, which is consists of a senator or a house of representatives. I want you to write to your councilman. I want you to go out there and I want you to vote in in interest of everyone, not just yourself. I don't want you to march down the street with a pussy on your head. I'm not interested in none of that. When you say you want equal work, equal pay for equal work, and equal pay against equal men, I need you to also include every woman of color because Caucasian women make more than every woman of color behind them. Okay? So when these Caucasian women say, what can I do? That's what I want you to do. Because all of this talking and you're doing this and this does not matter if you don't use your pen, which is extremely powerful, and get these laws passed. 
because we have someone by the name of Beauregard Jefferson Sessions Jr. about to put the hammer down on black Americans, which will also ripple to other people of color. But we're going to take the brunt as we always do. And then when the Caucasian ladies and men come out and say, I want to help, I'm going to need them to go and tell Beauregard to fuck off. So that's number one. Number two, three, and four. So I don't know what the fuck she's talking about here. But I'm going to round it out for you all. These faux activists are a problem. Because what they do is perpetrate the same cycle they say they're fighting against. And unfortunately for us to get free, white folks got to do the work too. What, 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 what? For us to get free, white folks got to do the work. Excuse me, what are you talking about? Has she not been in... Nope, wait a minute. She hasn't been in America that long. She got here when she was nine. I understand that a lot of Africans do not understand the black experience. But the last time I checked, baby... We have done the work. We have literally built this country on blood, sweat, tears, bones, teeth, skin, hair, eyes, you name it. They have taken it from us, mind, body, and soul. So if I ask for some fucking money for my hard work, you goddamn right you're going to pay. No. No. That right there, for us to get free... White folks got to do this work too. You know what white folks got to do? White folks got to pass laws. I don't know what she's talking about. I don't need Caucasians marching up the street with me for us to get free. Because the cops is going to hit her, hit his, hit his white ass in the face and he's going to knock my fucking teeth out too. And we both going to be fucked up. I need him to write letters. I need him to actually be active in his government, local and state and federal. That is how Donald Trump got into office. Because we were trying to get quote unquote free and we thought that our allies wanted us to be free too. And we thought that they wanted to be free with us and hold our hands. But little did we know, when we weren't looking, they went in the booth and they put a, a stone cold, nasty, misogynistic bigot in office. But, according to Miss Love Your John, if we want to get free, white folks got to do the work too. Otherwise, if it was for us to fix by ourselves, we would have been done it. This is what I say a lot of people from other countries who come and enjoy the fruits of a, a black American labor right here fall short. We would have been done it. Are you fucking kidding you're from Nigeria and you're in America. If Nigeria was so fucking spectacular, you would have been over there and been done that. This is the stuff I don't understand. You come, you come over here and tell black people what we would have been done. Like you don't see how this oppression, this so-called oppression Olympics works. Okay, moving right along. It's not about wanting white gays or about begging for white friends or wanting white folks to love us. You ain't got to love my black ass, but you can't say you want justice and my life is in jeopardy every time I walk down the street. Um, I don't know what she's talking about, but if it's two people walking down the street and one's Caucasian and one's black, 
nine times out of ten, the black person will be pulled to the side and questioned before the Caucasian. So what the fuck is she talking about? What are you talking about? What and, and what do you want that Caucasian to do? Hit the cop over the head? No, they're not. You want that Caucasian to say, don't do that. Okay. She's not going to, he, he or she is not going to stop the cop from cracking his skull the fuck open. So what are you talking about? Police brutality in America is historic. It's at historic proportions. I think it's an offshoot of slavery from slave catches. But for, according to my education in the classes I'm taking about law, there's actually a history of police and where it comes from. I don't know what she's talking about. But let's finish it up. It's about building bridges that can lead to real progress. What are we fighting for if we want to turn right around and silence folks that we've been silenced? The way, I'm sorry, the way we have been silenced. What is the goal here? This is what I'm talking about. When people don't understand the history of black Americans. And what is interesting is a lot of the most caps, caps, capsings activists out here are mixed race descent. Okay, I'm going to get back to that. I just want to tell them that they can chill. You don't have to make up for the black melon in your skin by always using your outside voice. Even in situations that don't warrant it. Tucking your overcompensation. It's like they're performing blackness based on anger, which is insulting. Can we have this conversation? And how can we build bridges and call our culture? That teaches the grace, but also holds people accountable. Let me explain something to y'all. Um, if you look up A. Philip Randolph, W.E.B. Du Bois, Booker T. Washington, if you look up Adam Clayton Powell and his whole family, Junior, who are still active in the um, political arena, if you look up Lena Horne, if you look up Dorothy Dandridge, if you look up, hell, look up a majority of our quote-unquote heroes. These people are of mixed race, and these people are descendants of slaves who were raped by their slave masters in a, a, a good chunk of cases. So, yes, you have Jesse Williams, you have uh, who is a, a mixed race activist. Y'all loved him. Y'all loved him because he said black girl magic, right? I'm going to use some example. You have Zendaya, who they put on the cover of Ebony's new activist. They put Harry Belafonte up there. Although I think he's Jamaican, I'm going to have to, I'm sure my bestie knows. I don't think he's mixed, but he is lighter skinned. I find it very uh, off-putting that she would basically tell these uh, mulattoes to knock it off because you're mixed. Matter of fact, Colin Kaepernick. That's who she's talking about. And I think it's disgusting. Because these people are doing what they need to do to get the uh, message on their platform ahead. To get the agenda out. For people like me who don't have a platform. Who don't have thousands and millions of people watching me. Colin Kaepernick has been blackballed from the NFL for his views. For standing up for black people. Because he's black. Is he compensating? No. His white mama put him up for adoption. That's not his fault. He has one of the biggest afros that I've seen in a while. And it's luxurious. I could not achieve that because I have 4C texture hair. But my afro was pumping nevertheless. Mm. 
you all love mixed babies and mixed people. So for her to have this conversation and say that they need to calm down because they mixed race. So oppression only only covers 100% black people? Yes, there were house niggas and field niggas. We get that. But let's not think that the person in the house had it good. She had to deal with the damn slave master's wife, who historically, quiet as kept, was worse than the slave master. And this is the same people that you want to be allies with, or the descendants of, or the ones that still benefit from slavery. I don't know what made her wake up and go nuts, but the people in her comment weren't weren't here for it. Here's a comment. I can't believe this lady basically created a platform for allies to air out grievances and take up space. This is terrible. Now this woman is talking about what happened was as she was unloading this, she opened the four in mixed company. I don't know if you are familiar with that. You don't talk about personal issues in mixed company. Black people don't like talking about certain things around Caucasians. And I'm sure Caucasians don't like talking about certain things around black people. Because it makes both of us uncomfortable. And we don't want to even get into that situation. Because someone's going to get knocked the fuck out. So, we don't do that. So, what she did is she wrote this charged ass shit and opened the floor for everyone. She didn't open the floor for us black people to get in there and unpack it. Before we could unpack it, all the Caucasian women of the world came in and they, you know, sorted things out for us. Which then caused complete confusion and devastation because what happens is when you have certain Caucasian women, and it's mostly women, who feel that, you know, they're getting a, 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 a good amount of black dick up in their crevice. And it's a hook dick, you know, when it's hooked and it's scraping out that womb, they feel like they know what oppression is because it's oppressive when you're, you're a delicate flower that you've been told all your life and you have this big black buck fucking your brains out. So now you're oppressed and you take that oppression because it hurts so good and you go into these forums on Facebook because you wouldn't do it in public and you say, I know what it's like. To be a black woman in America. And then we look at your picture. And you. You look Caucasian. And then it's confusion. That rises up in the black woman. And she then unleashes. It's just catastrophic. And, 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 and it's overwhelming for her. For, for the Caucasian lady. So. These are the things that's going on. When you open a forum before black women are able to uh, unpack it. Now, th this is mostly black women and Caucasian women. You know, I don't know where the black guys are. They you know, they're kind of sprinkled in between and the Caucasian men. But most of you all are focused on weave and pussy and, you know, ass and stuff like that. So, continue on in the comment section. Yeah, they really had a Caucasian... Yeah, they really had the Caucasian... I love it. To read this post that's clearly not for them and use it to air out their grievances on being told to shut up. 95% of the time they need to shut up. 
And that's the next person. And that's how you know something ain't right here. So many white folks jumping in on thanking her for checking another black woman. That makes my head hurt. Y'all making whole asses out of yourself. She's not talking about Kinfolk Collective. Yeah, she is. But this is before we all figured out who she was talking about. Regardless, this post is some BS. Regardless, how does that work? You came here based on an assumption that wasn't true. And you're going to stand in pride and still be wrong? If that ain't nigga shit, I don't know what is. Okay, this girl is named Kika Ahruro. She's from Cuba. She lives in Cuba. And this is my thing. You, you're, you're, in, you're not even in the country. I don't even know what to say about that. So, and she could be lying. I don't know. But, um... It's, it's a lot. This is where I talk about the African exceptionalism because, um, let's just face it, you know, a lot of Africans from the mainland look at black Americans as lazy and kind of stupid. And they don't really take the time to understand the black American experience in America, why some people are stagnant why black people have to work 50 times harder than the average to get anywhere. Meanwhile, these doors are already open for you to slide your ass right in. And when you slide your ass in, you close the door like Miss Lovely Ajay. Because what's happening here is Shonda Rhimes bought her book, I'm Judging You, to turn into a a, a, a comedy for HBO. So what's happening here is now... Lovey has to adjust her tone to make it more palpable, excuse me, palatable for the Caucasian ladies. That's just what it is. That is what it is. That's exactly why Beyonce didn't win that Grammy. Because Lemonade was entirely too black for the masses. Had it been more on a um, Taylor Swift type of feel, then yeah. But it was not palatable for the masses. And this is what's happening. No different when Shea Moisture got bought and then they had adjusted the formula so everyone can use it. It's not just for black women anymore. It's for everybody. No biggie, right? No biggie. No, it's a, it's a big problem because now you, you're, you're bashing other women and it, this oppression, everyone can get it. It's not like oppression is just for black. I mean, it's exclusively for black Americans, but everyone can get some of this. You don't have to fight to push your oppressive agenda. You got a book to sell. She had, uh, Stacey Patton has a book to sell. Fucking um, Sean King works at New York Times. He has papers to sell. I don't know what Senator Baldwin does. That Asian guy, he fucks a black woman. And, you know, black women love to kind of be fetishized over other... When other women fetishize us. Because black men don't act like they don't give a shit. And then you got, um... Who else? Kinfolk Collective. You know, she's... <coughs> blogging and doing her thing. And she's asking for donations. You don't got to donate. You don't got to do a goddamn thing. I actually motherfuckers that listen to the podcast. And it's free. And half y'all don't do that. So, what the hell? It, it it is it, it's crazy but here I wanna I wanna read this real quick and this right here is gonna sum up why lovely Ajay 
pretty much has been canceled by the um, conscious black girl magic 4C mafia community and they could pretty much shut her down every which way now I could go to Stacey Patton and read all of that and I can go and pull up Kinfo Collective but you pretty much get the idea that she got her skin um, ripped from her body here we have this is what the problem is this is from a Caucasian man thank you for this he's talking to lovely for her post I had to sever ties with a friend recently because of this she believed it was okay to behave in an abusive manner towards me because I'm white and she's black. I was never anything but kind and understanding regarding her pain. But about two months ago, I couldn't take it anymore. I could never say exactly the right thing that she wanted to hear. She recently sent me a GoFundMe link, very much like the PayPal you described in your post. And I'm tired of it. I was tired of being a punching bag and the object of abuse. I was tired of accepting hurt people hurt people as an excuse for toxic abusive behavior. It took me a long time to work up the courage of seven ties. Seven years to be exact. But I know it was the right thing to do. And some a black woman, I keep telling y'all, she came in and she said, this sounds like white tea, tears on crack, to be honest. You certainly painted yourself and the oppressive, oppressed party and centered your feelings. Basically, he came in and cried as if this post was all about him. That's not, I, I know that's not what Lovey, you know, wanted to do, but she did it. And she doubled down. And, you know, she shut her comments off and people got in her ass. And at the end of the day, moral of the story is this. Don't do that. Everyone, everyone is a smut pella and a, a, a part of the Oppression Olympics. Everyone wants a coin. And when you decide to go mainstream, you better believe you will adjust your content to make it more appealing to the masses. That's why it's called mainstream. Everyone does it. You do it at work. You do it in regular life. You, you do it to sell your products. You're gonna, she's going to do it because Shonda Rhimes, who has a, uh, I believe her partner is Caucasian. Shonda Rhimes bought that book. You cannot be out here talking tough to any fucking body. That's not your platform. You are now mainstream. You will be on HBO. You're not going to do that. And if you're going to do it, you're going to do it subtly. And you're going to do it cute. So it can either go over Caucasian women's head. Or they can have time to digest it and see what they want to do. So, that is your catch-up at the Conscious Clam Bake. And one of the clams have been cracked open and gutted. They put ketchup on her and swallowed her. And I believe at around 8.30, she will be shitted out. Rest in peace to Miss Lovely Ajay. Man, they got tattoos and some hardcore hoes. That's, that's some nappy-headed hoes there. I'm going to take that down. Oh, man. man, that's some... Oof. And... Uh, <clears throat> The girls from Tennessee, they all look cute, you know, so, like, kind of like a, I don't know, Spike Lee thing. Yeah. The yeah. Jingaboos versus the Wannabes? Yeah. The, that movie that he had? Yeah, it was a tough, uh, do the right thing. I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. I'd have wanted to beat Rutgers or not, but they did, right? On uh, Friday, I apologize. I think I'm more upset that they confuse school days with do the right thing, but it's always refreshing to hear old 
half-dead Caucasian males called black women nappy-headed hoes. But what's more refreshing is when you have an Arab do it. Said Arab named French Montana. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah, that one. See, the whole kerfuffle started when some girl on Twitter said, um, don't nobody give a shit what French Montana's doing. And everybody was saying this. She wasn't the only one. It was, it was a couple thousand people who said they don't give a shit what he's doing. So, this is what the woman said. I think it was a kid, actually. I think the, the girl said she was like 16. I could be wrong. The fact that French Montana thinks anyone cares about him. Now, that's what she said. Didn't call him a faggot or nothing like that, right? So, she, he came back with one of the most aggressive, over-the-top snapback, clapbacks you can think of. If I'm slurring my words, I just want to say this podcast has been brought to you by this awesome drink called Jamaica Me Happy. Mmm. Yes. French said, you musty, crusty, dusty, rusty ass hoe. With them nappy ass poetic justice braids, take it, come drinking, dick banging ass somewhere and be humble. All of that went just, just all that. So what happened was Black Twitter mobilized. Let me tell y'all, Black Twitter is literally nothing to fucking play with. So Black Twitter mobilized. Somebody said put out an APB on that motherfucker and they went ahead and wrote, and rode his ass until he apologized five ways to Sunday. He apologized every which way but fucking loose. And I think he's still apologizing right now. So the rapper people reminded him that first of all, you ain't black. Couldn't she ain't black. You're Arab from Morocco. Now, the thing with black people is we, we tend to hold Africa in a, a very high standard, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a very big continent. And we don't understand the way the Caucasians and the Portuguese and all these people um, carved up Africa very haphazardly and disrespectful because they didn't consider the people on that continent to be human so they carved it up and then let the you know the, the, the africans even know that this was going on um morocco egypt all these places that are all on the continent of africa are considered middle east and these people consider themselves middle eastern it, it is rare that you will meet a moroccan that will say yes i'm african i've worked with moroccans and I've had them say, I'm Moroccan. And I'll say, well, that's an African. They'll say, no, I don't know. What, what are you talking about? So there's that. So a non-black man who loves black culture, makes money off the culture, hates black people, and he dates white women who want to be black. And then we have another fun fact. French Montana is a black, which rips off black culture while bashing black women. And black Moroccans to French Montana slapped him into the uh, gift of the penguin slapping another one. And then you got French Montana talks, thinks calling someone here is nappy is a drag. He literally only said that because she's black. The true tragedy here is the fact that French Montana searches his own name. You humble yourself, you useless donkey.
Um, listen. Her braids are kind of dry. But you, still, that does not say that you can go and say that. Now this is the this is the this is a good example of the confusion that black people have. What exactly makes him not black? Genuine question because I don't get it. Someone said he is an Arab from Morocco. Morocco as in the country in Africa, so he's African. Yeah, just like Charlie Theron. Your point, not all Africans are black. Did you have rural history in school? This is the dumbest thing I've read all day. Charlize Theron, if you all don't know, was born in South Africa. Technically, she is an African, but they would spell that with three Ks. I, that, that's what I, 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 I've known them to call Caucasian Africans, Africans, or something like that, like KKK. I could, I, I'm just saying, I'm just telling you. So... French Montana came up with uh, several apologies. Okay. So here's some audio of French Montana apologizing. And what I want you all to listen is listen closely to his words. Because a lot of people fail to realize that words have meanings. And words mean things. And you, you're going to atone for your words. Listen closely. I didn't know nappy was a racist word. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, if you, if you call somebody like, you know, like they nappy, like you saying, like they black. I didn't need all that extra. That's why I hate YouTube. Anyway, so he did, he claimed he didn't know that calling someone nappy would, um, he didn't know that nappy was a racist term. No one said it was. But you specifically called that girl nappy because she was black with uh, nine times out of ten nappy hair. Like, you wouldn't call Iggy Azalea nappy bitch. You would call her a pale demon but not a nappy bitch but you know that's neither uh here nor there you know what i have to blame black people because you all let him yell out nigger like oh excuse me nigga you let him yell it out and say ha hey, hey, like fucking fat joe all fucking day fat joe ain't black he's fucking colombian and puerto rican and he he abuses the nigger word mm. Like, the the way Fat Joe, as many times as he says nigga, actually, it should, the law, he should be in jail. If there was a law for saying nigga as many times as uh, Fat Joe says it, he should be in jail. Rap to me really are people who don't even like hip-hop music like that, right? And then the N-word of rap, all my life since I grew up has just been a word, a term of endearment, where people just be like... You know, I mean, let's not lie about it. Right. Right? Somebody, they all yeah, love, you know, all day. Right? It's all day, everybody was somebody. So somehow it became some, a, a way to embrace each other. So, like, and then they say, you know, you know, they, they, they say that, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you, man. I use it all the time. I feel like I'm that nigga. The <laughs> 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 crazy shit. To do like my man Reverend Al Sharpton, whenever I see him, he be like, yo, what's up, Joe, my nigga? And he's the dude who protests his money. <laughs> like, because wow. he's 
Did you did you just hear that? He said Al Sharpton says, What's up, my nigga? And he protests the word nigga. Fat Joe's a fat piece of disgusting shit anyway. He's an awful rapper and he's a fuckboy. And for him to sit here and lie, let's not act like that nigga word. I don't know how we got on that, but we're gonna talk about that because that nigga word was not a term of endearment until maybe what the last ten years? Prior to that, someone calling you a nigga, they're using it in the context it is. You a nigga. If you watch all them old movies from the 70s and them black dudes call other black dudes niggas, they're pissed off. It ain't, hey nigga, what's up? It's slapping five and I... No. No. This is a prime example of Hispanics who grow up around black people and are given a pass. But the motherfuckers don't like your ass in, 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 in real life. But we're not going to get to that. I'm going to get back to French Montana and his, um, his bullshit apology we give these from while i'm pulling this up we give these people passes to be disrespectful but then again a lot of black men disrespect black women they call us nappy head bitches too hoes tricks tramps cum dumpsters uh dick guzzlers i mean so this is his this is french's um response because he understands that the conscious clam bake community is permeating right now. Everyone's woke from Alicia Keys to fucking uh, Jennifer Lopez. Everybody's pretty woke right now and they want to use the proper terms so no one can be upset with you. How can people get mad at you for dragging someone that tried to drag you? I find it very funny that this man is using uh, uh, gay terms. He's using ballroom vernacular. Drag? Okay, anyway. My son is black and I was born in Africa. I lived there for 13 years. I ain't no punching bag and I don't discriminate. Don't come for me. Again, gay vernacular. But he noticed, did not say that he himself was black. He has a black son and he, in order to get that black son, he had to fuck some black pussy. So that absolved him of racism. But let me remind you all, racists will fuck people they hate. Let history show. A pussy's a pussy at the end of the day. They can hate you in public. Oh, she's disgusting. Oh, 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 oh. And the moment they get you behind doors, they will fuck your brains out and put a baby in you. As history has shown. My mother is an African queen. And I was married to a beautiful black queen. All I did was defend myself and offend. And, and if I offended anybody, I'll apologize. Listen to the words. My mother is African queen. This is his words. And I was married to a beautiful black queen. Notice how he separated. Black from African. Okay? Okay. And he threw in queen for the conscious community. That calms, that calms the conscious clam bake community down. Because if you don't call them kings or queens, you're going to get your ass handed to you. But this is a perfect example of when you defending yourself and minding your business on social media would drag your name through the mud. But on another note, stay woke. Didn't I just tell you? Didn't I just tell you how they play with y'all? Play games with you motherfuckers? Stay woke. No, nigga, you need to wake up and get your funky, whack, rapping ass and take your ass back to Morocco in them fucking sand dunes and go get a class on rap because you're irritating as fuck. That's what you are. And then you was deep down in Khloe Kardashian's pussy 
So ain't no telling what you picked up on the way. Because remember, she was fucking a crackhead. I'm surprised you didn't turn into a crackhead. Because them Kardashian pussies ain't nothing to play with. They are literally kryptonite to black men. He also had some other apologies, but listen. At the end of the day, I'm going to tell y'all. We kind of opened the door for these motherfuckers. I don't know what the fuck French Montana be rapping about. Fat Joe is disgusting. I don't care. That all the way up. Then he named the album Plata Plamomo. Who the fuck? Listen, I don't, I don't care for either of them. I don't care for it. When I use the word nigga, it is to be disparaging. I don't talk to my friends like that. You never hear me say, hey, what's up, bitch? Or what's up, nigga? No. Never have, never will. Never have, never will. But listen, I'm going to end this right here because it, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit because actually I have some other good topics that I will be coming back to y'all um, in a few days because school's out, summer vacation is going down. Be here on the Black Bitch Chronicles when I put up new chronicles whenever I see fit. I haven't picked a specific day, but when I put the chronicle up, baby, it is something to talk about. So thank you all for coming and joining me and listening to this chronicle. 45 minutes of your life ain't gonna kill you. Be back next time. As always, stay black as blackity black as you can. When dealing with the conscious community, please take everything for face value because most of them are full of shit anyway. But at the end of the day, I'm black, and I'm extremely proud, and you should be too, whether you're Caucasian. You can be proud, even though when most people hear white power, there's usually nothing positive behind the person yelling it, as history has shown. But that's neither here nor there. So on that note, folks. Shit.